the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. We had a candy wheel here in the studio for weeks and weeks and weeks. I get tired of looking at it. I finally had to turn it around. I think I would have just gotten rid of it. I could take it out of the studio. Instead, I just turned it around. And I stripped it of the remaining candy bars, which was a payday and a zero. And the only reason they're remaining is because they're so horrible, I refuse to eat them. That's not true. They're, oh. the, they're, the, they're the worst. The only reason they remain is because I'm the only one who hasn't eaten the candy. <laughs> yeah. Because Christy and I went through our favorite candy That's bars. right. Anyway. Hey, thanks for coming along today. Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. How are you doing, Kath? Good to uh, see you. Happy to see you today, mm-hmm. John. Happy to see you as well. Is that right? See you all. And Christy, happy to see you hey, too. Hey, happy to see you guys. Happy, mm-hmm. happy. <laughs> I mean, you know, really... Uh, would you consider it the, like the miracle of being alive? You ever think about this? I mean, it's such a miracle, right? There, here we are together, hanging out together. We see each other, enjoying each other's company. It's a miracle, right? It is, I mean, especially nothing. the fact that we work this closely together and still like each other. Yeah, I mean, of just, course. I shouldn't say that. I still like you, but they're <laughs> no, no. I'm fine. I like you too. Like you? you all, yeah. That's I do. Sweet. Look at I said. No, I like you too. I do. All like of a sudden, all. this is like uh, you know a bad, oh, no, 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 a no. bad episode of a 1970s no, sitcom. Because you set it up. It's kind of like a marriage is what you just did. You know, like like you know you set it up for failure. Like if I didn't respond appropriately, then I would have just been no. That's a away. good. That's a good point. It's like you set it up. But you know, I, it was a lose lose for me. Any which way you put it. That's a good point. So I'm just saying. That's a good point. So stop it. Okay. I've done a strange thing today. Tell me. That I I don't believe I've ever done before. Hmm. Um, In preparing the top four at four, which I do on a daily basis, um, I didn't number them. (laughs) So they're not really... The top four. Well, there it, it's it's like stream of consciousness is what it is. There seems to be a lot of information here, mm. and yet I'm I'm not quite certain that I've prepared this correctly. How about this? Just skip it. No, no, we're not <laughs> doing it. No, it's a top four at four. Skip it. Oh, you no, no, copy oh, the top I four see, at four. I see what happened. I see what happened. Okay. How about? See, it's just a little confusing. Let's do A B C D today. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. To imagine what's happened here is what it is. No, I feel good about it. I'm, we're just going to go back and forth. This is going to be like an ad hoc edition mm-hmm. of the top four. The improv four. top mm-hmm. four four. So right. if I end up like this is number six, or I end up saying like this is number three twice, you'll know that it was just because it was a little problem no, on no, the Tuesday, problem is, July 26th. Now you've oversold it, so you know nothing's going to happen and we'll all be disappointed. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We'll see how professional I can be in the carrying out of my task. Okay, here we go then. Without further ado. (laughs) See, now I'm all under pressure. Okay. You set it up, not me. We were just going to blow it off. Otherwise, it's like this big shebang. Holy moly. Here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Kath presents to you the unedited, unnumbered, (laughs) the most wonderful, delicious top four. That's a lot. At four. You guys. Oh, here we go. Oh, my gosh. For Tuesday, July 26th, Mm. 2022. Good night. Happy day after Christmas. Five months away. What? That's 
Number one. I'm not even talking about that. Across the nation, John, that's our nation, already in the grips of a rise in violent crime, murders are going unsolved at a historic pace. A CBS News investigation has found. Just skip that. Move to number two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just bad news. Skip it. If you want to read in depth on this, CBS CBS has two articles on the front page today that are both interesting and and upsetting. A review of FBI stats shows that the murder clearance rate. The share of cases each year that are solved, meaning police make an arrest or close the case due to other reasons, has fallen to its lowest point in more than a century. You bring up an interesting point. Do you read the news stories for enjoyment or to be upset? Well, hopefully right? neither. You, you want to read the news stories just to know what's going on. But, you know, you curate. If you're reading, you curate what you know, you're going to engage in, right? Yeah, so you do. A lot do of times to, I skip Everybody by. has to do that, right? If you're reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a sad story. But right, thank you. Enough of that. About more de- okay, I was I gonna not. give I was I really gonna give you a lot of details, but now I'm not. Nope. Number two. Russia plans to withdraw from the International Space Station, mm-hmm. a decision that comes after months of tension between the country and all of its international partners that run the orbiting research facility. Yuri Borisov, the director general of Roscosmos, as the Russian space agency is called space. Space agency. Space agency is called. Said Russia would leave the facility after 2024, mm-hmm. according to an exchange between him and President Vladimir Putin that was posted to the Kremlin website. How do you feel about that, John? It's their loss. It is their loss. Yeah, times ten. And but you know what? It's fitting for of how ridiculous. I mean, we should we Putin should isolation. We should feel fortunate that there that in this era of discord, there are so many nations that are unified in saying that what they're doing in Ukraine right. is appalling. What eventually is going to happen is the Chinese will have their own space station. The Indians will have their own space station. The U.S. will have theirs. And Russia will not get yeah. their act together. Great. Exactly. That's so happen. that's what's going to happen. Number three, the invasive hornet oh, found in Washington state that has been referred to as the murder hornet. John, don't you worry. It's got a new name. Okay. We go. Aren't we excited? Washington State Department of Agriculture said today uh, that they are now calling the northern giant hornet the name for this species and not the murder hornet. Something about the murder hornet, I guess, worried people. Well, it was just a media invention. It seemed... Uh, it's not a media invention, John. Because what the, the murder hornet name is? Well, no, I, I, well, I don't act. That, it, they didn't say where the Who murder would? hornet name came from. But oh. these things grow to more than two inches long, and they're known for decimating honey beehives and delivering painful stings to humans. And who was murdered? I don't know. See, it's a media thing. See, now you made me feel badly. Bad. Okay, move on to D. Number four. Fans of the Choco Taco, they're sad today. You know why? It's done. I didn't know what this was. You didn't. You don't know what a choco taco. No. Christy, are you a fan? Is that the ice cream? Yes. I mean, I know what it is. I've, I don't know that I've ever had it. No, taco choco produced by Klondike. Uh, just today, they made it official. The choco taco has been discontinued. So we didn't even know it was here. Okay, that's your top four. Top six at four or D. Yeah, Klondike confirmed the news on their website today. Um, so that said, they said, over the past two years, we've experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our portfolio. And have had to make tough decisions to ensure availability. Hmm. A necessary but unfortunate part of this process is that we have to discontinue a beloved item. Oh, beloved. Like Choco Taco. <laughs> Was that Klondike? Mm-hmm. Remember we were doing Klondikes here for team building? Yeah, yeah. We didn't get any of those. No, we never did. So much for our team. That's it. Uh... <laughs> we should all get a Choco Taco. Choco Taco was developed in 1983. I have no idea. I can't. I'm now. You know, Klondike is a <laughs> Pittsburgh me. invention. Right? Yes, that's why I'm kind of surprised that you didn't. 
that you have not. I mean, I, I used to see it in the stores. Did you? Yeah. I've never seen it. Okay. Yeah. They're um, good humor Unilever convenience store freezers are stocked with the Choco Taco, or at least they were prior to mm. today. Very well, Choco Tacos. And that, your top four at four. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Good job. Thanks. All right. <laughs> that it. wasn't bad, you guys. No, it was good. Right? It was very good. Great job. Wait, for not numbering them. Loved it. Lo- and having so stream. Made my day. Thank you. Loss in the Shadows, my primary loss colored the way I approach my relationships. Oh, that's good news. That's coming up next. 101.5 WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. And I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me, and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. I think what excites them the most is that their children are happy. Cara Bell principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. When the children come into school, they love it. And oftentimes, they're super excited when they leave because they don't want to leave. You know, it's always, bye, Mrs. Bell, see you tomorrow. I mean, they're just always happy. And I think that makes parents happy. You want to see your children have a passion for education. We want them to enjoy learning. Imagine, believe, achieve Jubilee Christian School, K-7th through grade, now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Relationships often end, don't they? Yep. And when they do, they leave you vexed. That's my own word, vexed, broken somehow, wondering. 
I'm really happy that Michelle Van Loon is back with us. She's a regular guest on our show. Michelle Van Loon is a writer, a thinker, uh, a Floridian exile here today to talk to us about loss in the shadows. Michelle, welcome back. Thanks for having me. I feel like if I had a superhero name on your show, it would be Sunshine Buzzkill. Yes. No. <laughs> for such a happy person, often, we end up talking about a lot of sad things, Michelle. A lot of, lot of like heavy things, but there's good news in the bad news. Yeah. So, but right. sometimes you got to just talk about the hard stuff to get to what the good stuff is. Yeah, we're all so, carrying it around with us, you're right? right? And, and over the years, we've gotten to know you, Michelle, and you're such a delight. You are an actual ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of times that comes by figuring out how to live through really hard mm-hmm. things. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So let's go back um, to the, what I would think of as kind of the beginning of this story, which is mm-hmm. you coming to faith uh, when you were a young person, but from a Jewish background. Talk about what that whole dynamic was like for you. Yes. This, the, we're referring to a piece that was in this month's Fathom magazine. Um, I wrote about my experience understanding that it was going to be very costly relationally with my Jewish parents when I chose to say, yes, I'm going to follow you, Jesus. You are the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I understood that there was going to be a relational cost, but there's this other kind of shadow loss that follows relational changes. Um, not necessarily the ones that come after death or or big movements in our life but things like um breakups or friends that go their own separate ways layoffs from work church splits um and certainly um more significantly in areas like divorce um or even ghosting in relationships, which is an oh-so-popular way to avoid um, uncomfortable conflict is by just disappearing into the ether, relocation. Any kind of change can, can carry some loss with it. But a lot of times I think we're tempted to kind of say, it's not such a big deal, no one died, let's just move on. And in many cases, that's that's the thing. That's a good thing. But those losses, those ambiguous losses that don't have a, a clear conclusion, there's no funeral, those can leave us kind of carrying around some grief that we don't know what to do with and we may not even know how to name. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that that's so spot on. And I think... What it is to be a, an adult is to have probably, for most of us, any number of those unsettled endings, those severed endings. So, Michelle, you talk about three of those endings in your life, um, all people that you know you considered family once and dissipated in some way. Yes, and that's, I think, in this era where many of us maybe have been through some hard stuff with the church. Maybe that church doesn't even exist anymore, or our membership isn't a part of it. And what I 
what I write in the article is that I was able to kind of maintain some friendships, different friendships that we made along the way. But we lost, my husband and I, my kids when they were younger, we lost community. Um, and we, and those friendships mostly, you know, they changed, you know, you're not in the same church doing the same things anymore. And so what do you do with that? Um, it, I found that it's really helpful to be able to understand that those losses are losses, that um, those changes are grief causers, um, not in every circumstance, for sure, but um, a lot of times I think people that are are struggling to um, make sense of church, for example, um, maybe are carrying some of the sadnesses of lost community, broken community that, you know, or broken relationships, broken trust, that all kind of is part and parcel of what a psychologist would call ambiguous loss. Now, I think... Let me interrupt you for a sec, Michelle, because I think... Yeah, so let me make it a little more specific based on what you shared in this article. Mm -hmm. So for for people who've experienced church loss, it's probably good for you to put your loss in context. So your experience was you and your husband, your family join a church and you Mm -hmm. end up finding that there is a secret that the pastor's keeping um, Mm -hmm. that nobody knew about. You knew about it. It ended up coming out years later. Um, Talk about how you decided to leave the church and, and what kind of what happened there? Well, it, it was like these things often are. It was a long protracted process. Um, the leadership team felt like this pastor was the successful guy. They had been working with him behind the scenes to try to restore him. He was having an affair. He was a porn addict. He should not have been leading a church but they liked the success and, you know, he made a lot of promises. Well, I inadvertently stumbled into not the, the core of the secret, but I got pretty close and um, then I became the problem. And it was easier for them to kind of um, basically eventually encourage my family and myself to leave. Um so because we weren't happy. Well, I wasn't happy because there was something deeply wrong. And um, when it came out it, uh, more than a decade later, um, you know, there was a trail of, of, of hurt and broken people that were in that wake um, of those guys working hard to keep the secret. And so I left I didn't have the whole picture, but I knew what I lost and um, it was confusing. And I took that baggage because I was, I think, grieving, really looking for a a family. And so many churches use the language of we're a family, come to our family, (laughs) that you end up, my expectations were that church was going to be a family. Well, they, they can be, but um, sometimes 
all of the problems of the family are also there. So we we stepped into a place that was loaded with nepotism, which was a very unhealthy way of being a church, maybe a great way of being a family. But every time that you leave or every time that you run into conflict or confusion, um, you know, it there's a cost. And um, by the time that all those costs piled up in my life, I wasn't sure exactly what to call it. I, I kind of figured it was just me and this was just something that I was going to have to deal with. It was very helpful to learn that this was a form of grief and it was a grief without an end. There's no funeral for a broken relationship in yeah. most cases. And, and that's really so. the key, isn't it, right? That there is no mm-hmm. funeral. I mean, in a family, when when someone in the family passes away, there's generally, more often than not, a wake or a funeral. The grief is processed through that. But whether it's your own mother or father, you know, you made amends there. You talk about this in the article. Yeah. But those those two other church families that you left you left in a messy way for, for them and for you, and it was difficult right. to process that. So if that's you, that's got to be any percentage number of our audience out there who is also right. suffering through no funeral for those broken, ambiguous bonds. Right. And the, and we can talk about forgiveness. And I am grateful that God gives us the picture of 70 times 7, that Jesus specifically says, this isn't a one-off. You're going to have to just continue to walk through some of those losses. Mm -hmm. When he is described in Isaiah as being a man of sorrows, um, I think he might like my nickname that I gave myself, Sunshine Buzzkill. Um, he's, He's a man of sorrows, but those sorrows include not just the biggies, you know, cancer, death, you know, and those kinds of big, big things. But when he says man of sorrows, when when that is described of him in Isaiah 53, 3, it encompasses all of our losses. And um, that's kind of been a helpful um, starting point and journeying point for me as I've had to process that. Yeah, I've reached out to those old, you know, those former churches. Yeah, I wondered about that. Was there any, what's, what's yeah. that? Like, do you have any, yeah. has there been communication? Or? Yeah, it's been me doing it. And just to be able to say, I, I'm grateful for what, how God used you in positive ways in my life. I forgive you and I bless you. Um, and, you know, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for that. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, it was more just like forgiveness is. It's, it's a benefit to me, <laughs> maybe more to them. I've been invited back um, to speak at one of those places. And um, that, which is, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, not necessarily like, you know, you can't put all those broken pieces back together again. That's part of what ambiguous loss mm-hmm. does in our lives. So I thought it it might be helpful just to be able to hear there's a name for it. There's a name for those disruptions mm-hmm. in workplace relationships or neighborhood relationships or, or 
romantic relationships or church relationships. Michelle, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you again because I have so many thoughts about this. So, so if, if people are listening to you and they're thinking, okay, I have, I never had a name for it before, but I have experienced Mm -hmm. ambiguous loss. What do you do with that? Um, what would you Mm -hmm. suggest? Is that something that you talk to a pastor about? Do you find a therapist? What's, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. In my case, um, they really, those losses really piled up and they, and it was helpful for somebody to help me, somebody outside of myself or just like a really good praying friend or an older mentor. It was helpful for me to sit down with a counselor and kind of walk through what I had lost in my family when I chose to follow Jesus, I I thought I understood the cost that I was paying, but I don't know if I, I, I just couldn't have understood that there was an undertow to the, to the choices that God was calling me to make. And I would make them all over again. He's absolutely worth following. Um, but um, it, it is, the call to follow when there's not a supportive family or a supportive community can be a really hard and lonely place. Yeah. And, and so. that's an apt description. I mean, to say that church has an undertow, that's pretty spot on because it comes unexpected and can drag you places you never imagined. Yes. Oh, yes, it can, yes. says the woman who's now living in Sarasota. Mm. Like, right. sometimes I'm like, how did I get here? But yes. um, the Florida we all have that in our lives. How did we get here? <laughs> yeah. But it's there's there's hopefulness in it because we are not journeying alone, that God truly does walk with us through the valley of the shadow of death, that it's not it. It includes those the sadness of a friend that's changed or walked away from God or, um, you know, a, a painful, painful breakup. You know, God is there in that, too. This is not news. I'm not saying mm-hmm. anything, you know, rocket science, except just to be able to encourage your listeners. Uh, COVID did a number on so many people's relationships, that this kind of topic has bubbled up a lot more in writing and in in literature when it comes to mental health, because people have, you know, experienced losses during this time. So that's that's a good job. That's Michelle Van Loon. Check out her latest book, Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. You're still a ray of sunshine to us, Thank you, Michelle. Yes, that's right. Good to see you. That's me. All Bye. right, you guys. Thank you so Have much. Have a good rest of the day. Michelle Van Loon. You can find her online easily. She blogs regularly. Michelle Van Loon. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. 
Call 412-406-8611 today. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Business owners and entrepreneurs, would you like to have $50,000 in corporate credit? How about getting your credit score over 750? For over 40 years, Ray Reynolds has helped customers get millions in credit. By using corporate credit, you can finance a business, buy real estate and stock under a corporation. Take advantage of numerous tax write-offs only available to a corporation. Go to raisewebinar.com now to book a free webinar and get over 50K in corporate credit and get your credit score up to 750. When you attend, ask Ray about the $1,000 cash credit within days. Go to raisewebinar.com. That's raisewebinar.com. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. Proud partner of the American Lung Association. This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Mining fatalities, accidents, and injuries are preventable. Staying alert and focused can keep you safe. Take time. Save lives. For more resources, visit MSHA.gov. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. Partly cloudy skies expected this evening and into tonight with lows dropping down to 65 degrees. And then we'll see increasing cloudiness throughout the day tomorrow, leading to some thunderstorms in the afternoon, a high of 76. As we go into Thursday, we'll start off cloudy. Can't rule out another shower and thunderstorm in the afternoon as our high reaches 81 degrees. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm staff meteorologist Jeff Nordine. A really odd story out of uh, Brooklyn, New York this past Sunday. Live stream, a um, church service was going on. Tomorrow's Church uh, in Brooklyn, as I said. And uh, on the live stream, you can see uh, three masked men come into the frame, and then they have guns and tell the pastor to lie down on the floor. Everybody stay seated. Nobody move. And the pastor's going, okay, okay. It turns out that the pastor of the church, uh, a man by the name of, excuse me, Lamore Whitehead, and his wife were both wearing jewelry. Uh, which is estimated to be in the neighborhood of $1 million. (laughs) And the jewelry was taken from the uh, Whitehead uh, couple, and the the robbers have left. 
So they were burgled mm-hmm. during the service. He said, um, Pastor Whitehead says um, he does not care about material things. <clears throat> he's happy that he's alive. He's now offering a $50,000 reward to anyone who can help police. A $50,000 reward for his million dollars of jewelry. Yep. We said, no, this is, I'm sure it was terrifying. He says, quote, when you put a gun up to my eight-month-old daughter who is just beginning life, you must be caught. Uh, no one in the city should be the victim of armed robbery, let alone our faith leaders, says Mayor Eric Adams. Um, so the New York Times or the New York Police Department is investigating okay, the crime. Great. Can you no, a million a whole, dollars right. in jewelry? Okay, so the first thing is I think we should probably make it clear that no one should be robbed robbed or no, it's in horrible. any way made it's victim by of, gunpoint in a church service. Exactly. Especially if someone's child is involved. Right. That's atrocious. Horrible. horrible. But it does raise I an eyebrow. Hope they're caught. Why are you wearing a million dollars worth of jewelry to church? I don't know. A million bucks. I, I don't, what does a million dollars in jewelry look like? Big gold pieces and diamond rings, I suppose. I don't know. I don't own anything of any value like that whatsoever. Jewelry do you, doesn't really interest me. Right. Does it? I mean, I, I, don't very, I very much love my wedding ring. Yeah. I do. I very much love it. Um. I can't really think of any other jewelry that I re- – oh, I do have some uh, – yeah, I have some bracelets that were my mom's. That's really it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I think jewelry is very lovely, but there's nothing – I don't have any sen- <clears throat> sentimental attachment. Wouldn't it make you anxious to wear a million dollars in jewelry? Yes. make me really anxious. Just no thanks. Now, your wife and you both lost your wedding rings. Mm-hmm. Uh I believe. Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, this this was this was with every good intention is what I did. I was just stupid. I had a, a beautiful ring. A it was, beautiful yeah, it was ring lovely that yeah. I loved, but I got like them some sort of like a little weird infection on my finger. Yeah. So someone said to me, "Oh, you need to sort of soak that in tea tree oil." And then take it off and put it in a little paper towel and let your, you know, little finger thing heal and then you'll be okay. Well, then that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. Now, you know how I get. I see stuff lying around. You have to clean it up. I'm sure I threw my ring away because it was wrapped in a little piece of paper towel. That had to be eliminated. And I probably thought, what's that? And it's gone. I've looked for that ring everywhere. It's just gone. I threw it out. I threw my wedding ring out. And what happened to your uh, wife's wedding ring? She, she believes that it was. Um, uh, eaten, she was. She was burgled. She believes it was eaten by the by our old house. Um, oh, we had. Um, it had an, an open mouth in the basement. It had an just open fell in gap. It. You know, like you know where your quarter rounds are and the, yes. the floorboards. Yes. We were working on the uh, bedroom, and she believes that she dropped it and fell into the floor of the house. Never to be seen again. <laughs> Those are two dramatic stories. Christy, should you ever marry? Don't do that. I, I'd like try to keep a better eye on your wedding jewelry. I feel really bad about it. I miss it. Thanks. I still, occasionally, I still go. <laughs> what a good response. Thanks. But occasionally, I'll go look for that ring, and I go, yeah. I know it's around here somewhere. I know mm-hmm. it is. But it's been, it's been easily a decade, I bet. Coming so. up next, we're going to answer questions about reincarnation. 
101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. What if you went from 10 years old to 25 years old in just a few years? Okay, Miss Creepy. Like from Let's Play Dolls to I Can't Believe the Stock Market Today. Or like Triple Mac and Cheese, Please to I'd Like the Triple Double Kyle Salad with Beets, Please. Uncle Ryan says the value of people's homes have jumped like 15 years worth lickety-split. Uncle Ryan said lickety-split? Most of our homes have made a decade or two type jump in value. Pretty much lickety-split, like never before. Usually, people move homes when they gain that much value. But that's not happening either because of how expensive homes are. Which is why cash-out refinances are a triple mac and cheese hot thing right now. Cashing out that newly spiked value to use for home updates, paying off debt, or just life. If you'd like to see your options, you'll never get any pressure from us at United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. My Pillow's having their biggest sheet sale of the year. Hey, this is John Hall. You've all helped build My Pillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bed sheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but is now only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable, have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. When it comes to your child's education, do you feel like you have a partner in your current school? Or is it more like you're on your own? As you look ahead to next year, now's a perfect time to consider a quality Christian education with a school who will be a true educational partner for you and your family. Many of our area's finest Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Robinson Township Christian School. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Astrophysicist and author Dr. Hugh Ross is back with us. Hugh is the senior scholar and founder of Reasons to Believe, an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the word of the Bible. His books include The Creator and the Cosmos, Why the Universe is the Way it Is, and Improbable Planet. Hugh, welcome back to the show. This is a very interesting, and I would say probably for Christians, a bit of a dicey topic you're about to dive into. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're having me here. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So you write in this piece, uh, and this surprised me, Hugh, that nearly every time you speak at a public event, you get at least one question about reincarnation. Reincarnation. I do, and uh, it's actually part of my conversion experience because I studied Hinduism and Buddhism before I picked up a Bible and noted in both those faiths, it's founded on reincarnation. 
I remember looking into the data saying, where does this doctrine come from? And what I found really interesting, the idea that humans reincarnate and animals reincarnate is fundamentally based on the idea that the universe reincarnates. Hmm. And the Hindu Vedas actually put numbers on it, that the universe goes through a reincarnation every 4.32 billion years. And as a young astronomy student, I knew that number was wrong. And I also knew that the universe had way too much entropy to permit any kind of rebound that would sustain a reincarnating universe idea. So, Hugh, where did the number, the idea of, I mean, it's one thing for a human being that, you know, which is to me is kind of strange anyway, but the entire universe reincarnates every 4.32 billion years? Yeah, that's a core doctrine of uh, Hinduism really? and really? of many Buddhist sects, yes. Interesting. Huh. Oh, and is that a random number? Like, where, how, was that, how was that arrived at? Well, no, that comes through uh, what they think of, the, you know, they, their, their god Brahma uh, goes through these uh, cycles. And so it's considered a cycle of Brahma. And, uh, you know, they, they adds up to 4.32 uh, billion years. I'm actually going to be writing about this in a book that's now in the editorial stage, uh, How in the Vedas, they try to talk about future science, uh, but when they do so, uh, inevitably it's incorrect. Interesting. Okay, so it's one thing about the, the universe reincarnating, but the idea of us as human beings, we, re, we die and then we become someone new, which is in effect we get multiple chances of trying to get things right in our lonely lives. Correct, and uh, that bothered me as a young student, and now I've been a professor, and what I've learned is, as a professor, if I tell my students, they can take the test as often as they want. They don't take it seriously. Hmm. I mean, I was allowed to take a German language test as many times as I wanted. Never picked up a German textbook, uh, but after taking it four times, I passed. So learned some German along the way, by the way, but <laughs> not enough to be fluent. Uh, and so I see this as Satan's trick is that if he can persuade us humans, hey, don't worry about this life. You're going to have as many mm. chances as you want. We're not going to take our lives here on Earth uh, very seriously. Just like my students didn't take the test very seriously if they knew they had one more chance at it. The other thing that bothered me uh, when I was comparing the different religions of the world before I became a Christian was the morality of reincarnation. Mm. Uh, the idea that if you're wealthy... Uh, you deserve all that wealth. You mm -hmm. deserve to be served by the poor uh, because you led such a good life in the past life, and that it's actually morally wrong to assist the poor and the disadvantaged because that assistance is seen as preventing the poor and the disadvantaged from doing all the work they need to do to get a better life in the next reincarnation. I see. Okay, now, Hugh, of course, a lot of people will say, this happened to me before I was a Christian. I went to Acadia National Forest in Maine. I was in, you know, my early 20s, and I was like, oh, I know this place. I've been here before, which is probably, the, you know. But that the, was like a feeling you had? Yeah, a feeling like I thought, oh, this is such a familiar place to me. So, you know, people who would take reincarnation seriously would go, well, obviously, you had been here in a past life. Yeah, well, I think that's happened to all of us. I mean, we underestimate uh, the information storage capacity of our brains. And so, you know, we may have uh, seen a movie uh, 35 years ago of a street in Italy, 
And then we go to that street in Italy in person and say, hey, I think I've been here. Because <laughs> we've forgotten about that movie we saw back then. Or it could be as simply as reading a book and having a dream. And uh, where the dream actually duplicates an actual experience you have later. Where I see something more pernicious is where people open the door to occult, and that allows uh, demonic spirits to come into your uh, head and plant memories that you didn't have. Now, in that case, I would simply make the point, uh, they need permission. The, the demons cannot put memories in your brain unless you give them permission, and you give them permission through your occult practices. So close those doors, and those reincarnation experiences will go away. Hugh, I'm sure there are people listening to the show who think, wait a minute, this is a scientist, this is an astrophysicist for crying out loud, and now he's talking about demons? So back up a little bit and explain to the person who doesn't know you or doesn't know what your worldview is how you as a scientist could be talking about something like that. Well, as a Christian, I realize that we're not the only intelligent species that God created. Uh, he also created angels, and the angels are intelligent beings that are not constrained uh, by the physics of the universe or space-time dimensions. And, you know, people are skeptical about demons here in America because the level of occult activity is relatively low. Uh, but I can recall in the 1980s and 1990s uh, speaking to scientists in the Soviet Union uh, where the Soviet Union was sponsoring uh, occult physics research. And I remember being in auditoriums with 100-plus uh, physicists, and probably a quarter of them were demon-possessed because of their occult activities. And what I noticed there, here were scientists with doctoral degrees uh, who all, none of them uh, were skeptical about demons because they saw it all around them. It was everywhere. They saw the evidence. Whereas when I speak in America to a group of physicists, probably 95 to 100% of them have never had those experiences. No, wait, Hugh, wait a go minute. back, because you, there you are in a, in a large conference room, and you're saying a number of these scientists... Wait, they're practicing physics, occult physics? Well, this was back in the 1980s uh, when the Soviet Union was trying to get weaponry they could use against the West and they knew they were way behind in technology. So the one place they thought they could get a, a, a step up, we're going to do research on occult physics and try to develop occult weapons we can use against the West. Consequences were these businesses wound up uh, being taken over by demons. And uh, you know, it was shocking uh, when I would go into those uh, theaters, and you know, I would see these businesses, uh, just screaming incredible obscenities and immoral behaviors of the person of Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, longshoremen will take the Lord's name in vain, but they stop short of accusing Jesus of incredibly immoral behavior. And these people were shouting out. They were trying to stop me from speaking, and they yelled at me, we know who you are. So they recognized the spirit of Christ within me. I could see the terror on their faces. And the rest of the physicists that weren't demon-possessed, they all knew exactly what was going on. And where I really got their attention, the second lecture, I brought another American Christian in with me. I said, you sit at the back, you pray, and you pray that the Holy Spirit will silence the demons. 
And in that particular lecture, those demon-possessed businesses were completely quiet. And I had, I mean, every, I had them in my hand because I realized something supernatural. These people are always screaming and yelling obscenities, and now they're completely quiet. Hugh, that's an astounding story. It blows my mind. It really does. Okay, now, so when you see that, now, you recognize that because of the behavior of of the people that you were surrounded by. Have there been any other instances where you've met people and you can recognize demon possession and, and just from the get-go? Yes. I mean, it happened uh, even here in America. I was walking down a street not too far from Caltech, and uh, this woman that was about 200 feet away from me started screaming and yelling at me. She curled up in the fetal position and said, stay away from me, stay away from me. I know who you are. Uh, and it's like, I didn't even look at her, but she just started screaming and yelling at me. And that's typical of people who are possessed by a demon. When the demon feels threatened uh, by the spirit of Christ and a human being, how uh, they can react in that way. Now, people would just say, oh, that poor woman, she was suffering some, some form of mental illness, but you saw something different. I saw something different. She was walking. I mean, I wasn't even looking at her. She started screaming and yelling at me. And she went from walking to crawling up in a fetal position, utterly quivering with fear, and this voice came out of her, stay away from me, stay away from me. And I was literally more than 100 feet away. So, Hugh, for people, we we only have a minute left. It's probably unfair for me to ask you this question. But for those of us in the West who are steeped in the idea that science is one thing and science is there in the world, is there to combat crazy ideas like demonology? And you as a scientist are saying that there there shouldn't be that demarcation between the two? I'm saying there shouldn't. We need to be open-minded. I mean, it is true that many scientists in the West uh, believe in naturalism, where everything is naturalistic. And I said, you know, we need to put the two models side by side. Uh, pure naturalism uh, versus where you've got natural phenomena combined with supernatural intervention from the creator of the universe. I say one reason you have to be open-minded to that is the space-time theorems. The space-time theorems of general relativity prove that there must be a causal agent beyond space and time that created the universe. On that basis alone, we need to be open-minded to the fact that, hey, maybe what we're seeing in science is a combination of natural processes and supernatural processes. Let's do the appropriate testing to see where it's natural and where it's supernatural. Fabulous. Hugh, it's always fascinating. Thank you so much. You you just cracked the door for us. Uh, What you make us do is go read uh, your books further and delve into this. So thank you for this scholarship. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Our pleasure. Check out Hugh Ross. He has many books, including The Creator in the Cosmos, Why the Universe is the Way It Is, and Improbable Planet. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. My pillows having their biggest sheet sale of the year. Hey, this is John Hall. You've
You've all helped build MyPillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but is now only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable, have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. I'm Steve Williams from AccuWeather. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap full or be your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash temp. NetSuite.com slash T-E-M-P. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. International politics and international sports make for very strange bedfellows. Here's a story today uh, from the Times. Survivors of the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attack and their family members launched an ad today criticizing former President Donald Trump for hosting a Saudi-backed golf tournament at his New Jersey resort. In the ad, family members of those who lost their lives in the attack hold up photos of the deceased loved ones while sharing the pain they still endure more than 20 years later. Quote, how much money to turn your back on your own country, one woman asks. Quote, this golf tournament is taking place 50 miles from ground zero, a man says. More than 100 of those affected by the deadly attacks will head to Trump National Golf Club Budmeister next week to protest the LIV golf event. The tour is funded by Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is chaired by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, whose U.S. intelligence has deemed responsible for the murder of Washington Post contributing columnist Jamal Khashoggi. Leaders of the group have requested a formal meeting with the former president to discuss his family's ongoing relationship with the Saudi government. No response from the golf tournament or former President Trump. Mr. Trump, this is according to the Wall Street Journal, also said he thinks that the controversy around the killing of Mr. Khashoggi has, quote, totally died down. It is not. Well, look, I mean, uh, Biden 
was doing fist bumps with the Saudis right, what, exactly. last week or two weeks ago. Exactly. It's not died down. Right. These are bad actors. Yeah, they are bad actors. You know, Phil Mickelson should have thought about that. Dustin Johnson should have thought about that. All these guys should have thought about that before they decided to. Anyway, so this is going to be at uh, the Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. It'll be the third event for Live Golf. Well, the families have every right to be outraged and brokenhearted, do they not? One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying "Lay the word Pittsburgh" and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Found code Eric. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In remarks to the Young Americas Foundation in Washington D.C., former Vice President Mike Pence was asked about the divide between him and former President Donald Trump. I don't know that the president and I differ on issues. But we may differ on focus. I I truly do believe that elections are about the future and that it's absolutely essential at a time when so many Americans are hurting, so many families are struggling, that we don't give way to the temptation to look back. Meanwhile, former President Trump in Washington today also, he will address, uh, scheduled to address the America First Policy Institute's two-day America First Agenda Summit in the next hour. And actor Tony Dow, who played Wally on TV's Leave it to Beaver, has died. He was... 77, and had recently been diagnosed with cancer. The Dow is down 220 points. The S&P 500 off 48. This is SRN News. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of Zero right now. Get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Before Bamboo HR... <laughs> feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com HR. 
Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Partly cloudy skies expected this evening and into tonight with lows dropping down to 65 degrees. And then we'll see increasing cloudiness throughout the day tomorrow, leading to some thunderstorms in the afternoon, a high of 76. As we go into Thursday, we'll start off cloudy. Can't rule out another shower and thunderstorm in the afternoon as our high reaches 81 degrees. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm staff meteorologist Jeff Nordine. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today, the Tuesday edition. It is balmy. Isn't it beautiful out Oh, there? it's so beautiful. Lovely. It's an amazing Fabulous. day. If you missed any part of our 4 o'clock hour, mm-hmm. and it was a really great hour. We just talked to Hugh Ross about reincarnation. Uh, Hugh is a physicist, an astrophysicist. But somehow, in the middle of the conversation... He ends up bringing up demons, demons and, and occ- Russian scientists and occult physics, and I can't. I'm telling you, most times when we talk to Dr. Hugh Ross, I leave the conversation with my mind blown. Me too. And if it would be any other person you were having yes, a conversation, you'd think, yes, that's crazy town. But this is a guy we've we know known. You. We've hung out with for you. years. Yeah, I, it's just. Anyway, also Michelle Van Loon was with us at 410. Um, And if you missed any of that, please check out our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Mm -hmm. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Now, you may have seen this. uh, Sunday night, the University of Michigan, the medical school's annual white coat ceremony uh, involves incoming medical students. They, it's a ceremony where they recite oaths. They receive their white coats, their doctor coats. Well, apparently... More than 40 to 50% of the new inductees in the white coats then walked out. At issue was the keynote speaker, Dr. Christian Collier, a Michigan faculty member and primary care physician who has spoken publicly about her Christian beliefs and pro-life views. In a video posted online, dozens of students or more can be seen walking out of the auditorium. Um... In total, apparently 40 to 50% of the audience walked out. Quote, the overall message was that the students wanted to push was that reproductive rights, abortion is health care. Reproductive rights for anyone who is able to give birth are incredibly important and should be something that's allowed to everybody in the country. Now, in an emailed statement, the University of Michigan said that Collier, Dr. Collier, was chosen for the keynote address through a system of nominations and voting by the Medical School Honor Society that she was above reproach mm-hmm. 
and would be a good introduction into what it was to be a doctor. Quote, the white coat ceremony is not a platform for discussion or controversial issues. Dr. Collier never planned to address a divisive topic as part of her remarks. However, the University of Michigan does not revoke an invitation to a speaker based upon their personal beliefs. She has well served the faculty for 17 years, enormously popular teacher and physician. She serves as director of the medical school's health, spirituality and religion program. That's infantile. This is the next generation of doctors. That's infant. It's not. It's not all of them. No, I would imagine you would have hurt yourself by this action. So, if you're coming into med school, right? You're the new kid on the block. That is an incredibly stupid thing to do. The lack of humility when you are showing up for your first day in school, yeah. deciding that there are full professors who you don't like or you think are somehow less than. That their beliefs don't jive with yours, right. so, so I'll show you. Right, so she's received, this physician has received uh, honorary notations mm-hmm. throughout her career, apparently, 17 according plus to this article. Years. But some 23-year-old is certain that they know better, and so they can't learn anything from her. So what will that be like in the classroom? That, well, that's... I don't know. Right? That, what, that, happen? That's a that's a dangerous perspective as a physician, but it's also anti-intellectual. Mm-hmm. Which, and I say that about people who are at you would think the apex of their intellectual sure. stamina, young and, and potential. Right. And this is this this is how they choose to exercise their brain cells. So the scary thing is down the road. Will we now be, as you're in, involved in the healthcare system, judged as a patient by your politics? That's ridiculous. Or your faith? God forbid. You know that's what, that you're judged looks as at a your physician chart. by your by no, your politics. Judged as a patient. Oh, you go into the hospital, and on your chart, it might say something about you. Why? Well, I don't know. Listen, if you have a brain tumor and you're looking for a neurosurgeon to operate on you, you're not going to freaking care. What that person, who that person no. voted for, or who they've supported in the past. But I'm saying, you know, these doc, these soon, well, at some point, perhaps these young doctors, whenever they go and see you in the office, and they go, well, that guy's a Republican, or that guy's right, a so Democrat. I'm not going to treat them. I'm not going to treat them as well as that. There's a well. That's uh, what they're saying. Essentially, my only hope, John, is that these people, by the time medical school humbles everybody. Okay, I would imagine. I used to I used to work in Pitts Med School. Uh, it humbles everybody. So, and I couldn't even get close to getting in. So I'm saying that as a bystander, not as somebody who's an insider, but a bystander. That humbles everybody. My only hope is that by the time they graduate, they are in a different frame of mind than they are now. I would hope so. And, I mean, can you imagine the the things that a doctor sees? How can you not see God in that? Now, that's just... well. Th- how can you, uh, right. I, I don't know. I well, mean, right. you see life why, why, and death daily. Right. So why are there well because you see life and death daily, and you you're like this is just the way it is. How are there astronomers that are atheists? Know. How I are there know. bankers that are atheists? It's just it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I wonder. I wonder what percentage of doctors would would say I'm an atheist. I mean, it's probably it's a, about the same percentage society as, in, as in society. You see, I don't think it's any more. I don't know. I just can't imagine. You know, you well, see the miracles. You, but you, yeah, but you have to know you're also seeing yes. intense. 
amounts of suffering that you and I will never see in our lifetimes. Of course not. Trying to figure, why would God do that, right? Oh, that, that Are you eternal kidding me? question. I mean, it is... I don't know. Just getting through your first two years of med school, you have heard about disease processes that would curl your fingertips. I mean, it's a really ridiculous thing for these, you know, soon-to-be doctors. Well, soon-to-be. How many years is med school? Six? Four. Four. And then you have to do your residency and your okay. fellowship. I mean, but the, the the scary thing to me is you're an old guy lying in your bed. and Some doctor comes in and, you know, he doesn't jive with your politics or your faith. And all of a sudden, there's a black mark against you. Look. There have to be cooler heads in the, I mean, in it's a prestigious school in that medical school that are going to be able to speak truth into hot-headed 24-year-olds. That's Well, I'm sure it's, it's going to be a, a center point of, of Michigan Medical School and uh, how they look at their it's doctors and have story. that conversation. It's really. Okay, we'll take a quick break. The gift of presence in this age, which is one of distraction, what does it look like? What could it be like? Could you make a difference to somebody or could somebody make a difference to you? Jay Slocum, coming up next. I was looking at my phone, so I missed that. Yeah, exactly. You should Sorry. pay attention to me. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. This is Greg Truszynski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream brands. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. With a new college semester right around the corner, your student might need a new mattress for their apartment or dorm. At the Original Mattress Factory, we hand-build twin extra-long mattresses and box springs that are commonly used in college dorms. In fact, we offer twin extra-long mattresses in a variety of models to match every budget and comfort preference. And we can deliver to anywhere in the U.S., including colleges and universities. 
Visit OriginalMattress.com or an Original Mattress Factory store near you to learn more. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years, and I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs, so how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. Of course, we live in this age of distraction, so it's rare to sit down and look across the table and see someone, actively see someone, look someone in the eye. It feels as though it's a very rare and precious thing. Pastor Jay Slocum is with us. Jay's been a regular guest on our show over the years. The gift of presence, Jay. Welcome back. John and Kathy, it's great to be with you again. I was just talking to somebody last night, somebody who's in my family who has been in a a job situation for a long time, heard about another position, and he said, "I'm I'm going to interview for it. I'm nervous about it, but... I have to do it by video. And I thought, well, now isn't that mm. weird? Like we're in like a, a whole new, he, you know, he has a relatively high powered position in his company. So it's not like he's interviewing for some entry level thing yeah. and they're really going to do it by video. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it made me think these, it's just, it, it's early days of what this all means for us. Yeah, it's very difficult. You know, I uh, I wanted to talk about this because Friday night we were, my wife and I and my daughter and her husband were at an event called Fridays at Frick, and it's over oh, yeah. at the Frick Mansion in the east end of the city. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting out on the lawn, and we're in lawn chairs. We got a big picnic blanket out, brought a picnic, and we're drinking wine, and we're listening to Coltrane jazz is playing. Nice. And about, you know... Nine, it's starting to get dark, and we realized we were the only ones left on the lawn. And uh, we laughed about that and, and just commented how great it was just to be together. And what was was striking for me was that we spent two and a half hours with the air filled with our voices and our laughter and our memories and our struggles. And not a once did a cell phone come out to mm-hmm. check, you know, whatever is being checked on the cell phone and it was just a really rich time. So uh, I've just been reflecting on that and thinking about, um, you know, there's this thing called, they're calling it the attention economy. You familiar with that term? Yes. Yeah. So the attention economy is this new economy and it is essentially that the time in which Facebook or Instagram or whatever the media outlet or the new show can get you to pay attention, they get paid for it. So there's a real growing pressure in society for us to not be with others, but to have ourselves looking at a screen and uh, not being really available. And it's a challenge. Yeah, it's a big challenge, Jay, right? I mean, that phone in your pocket with all the information in the world at your fingertips, I mean, it's an addiction. And you're old enough, I'm old enough, you know, a lot of our listeners are old enough to to know life pre-phone. And 
I think the older you get, you kind of realize, like you realize at the Frick on Friday nights, how precious attention is and how how difficult it is to be president in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. You know, I we could talk about this for a, a great period of time and in many different ways, but I thought um, I'm, I'm, I'm an older guy. I'm, I'm in my 50s, so I, I remember before the age of distraction. Yeah. And I've been thinking back on my life and think, wow, there are, there there are and were other forms that kept me from being present before the phone existed. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. And I think it might be good to go f- over a couple of those. And and they would be, um, for me, I would call it having your gas tank empty, having your gas tank full, and then the new kid on the block is this new form of distraction that all of us have. That you you know you might be sitting on the beach with people, but everybody's nobody's talking. They're all on their phones. But the older forms, I would call the first one um, having your gas tank empty. And that was, for me, a big problem when I was young. I would be where I'd work a 60-hour week and I'd work a 12-hour day and I'd come home and I had nothing left. I don't know if you've ever experienced oh, that. Oh, yeah. But you're, you're, yep. sitting at, you're, sitting at, you're sitting at the dinner, dinner you table. You don't have anything to say. You don't have anything to contribute. Nothing to, right. say, nothing to contribute. And, uh, and I... I was able to get that worked through from getting some counsel from another pastor who said there's a jubilee principle in the scripture. It's the same principle from Leviticus 19 where you're told not to glean, not to harvest to the very end of the field, but to leave some gleanings. And he actually called it this jubilee principle. That he said, "Never finish your day empty." Hmm. And it's a principle, and and in fact, as a the thinker and writer Andy Crouch calls it a Sabbath stance. He says, uh, "Let's make sure that we don't do anything to the very edge of our lives, our generosity, our hospitality, our availability, um, our work day. If we leave a little extra, um, that could be enough just to allow you to be with others." I think that's some good advice. That sure is, yeah. So, Jay, if we talk about having a bit left over, um, and I'm bad at this, I have to be honest with you. You know, I kind of go, 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 go until I sit on the sofa and fall asleep. I don't have a whole lot of like, you know, wind down uh, type of thing. So, but that gleaning thing has been that, I think you and I have talked about that in the past. And I, yeah. I even though it's a challenge for me, I do believe. I'm hoping that because at least I know about it, that I'm making some progress in that area. Um, and one of the ways that I do that, and this is a joke in my family, is, you know, on Sunday when we get home from church, I say out loud to my family members, and I've done this for years, at least 10 years, I've said, you all are going to be shocked at the level of inactivity. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to <laughs> display. Like, you're going to be shocked at the level of inactivity. That's what I say. And they say, are we going to be shocked? And I say, yeah, you're going to be shocked. So so having that in my head, and even as, I mean, we're laughing about it. It's a joke when I say it out loud. But just saying it out loud, it kind of ensures that it will happen. I think that could be important, too. Well, Kathy, you and I are the same. I was that kid who played so hard that his mom had to take his boots off and put him in bed with his clothes on. <laughs> you know, I was that kid. And I'm that man now. And so it is true. Those of us who are these type A driven folks who want to go, 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 we even have to do our availability extremely seriously and intentionally. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm the same way. It's like, okay, I'm not doing anything. And, and so it's hard, but I think there are some people that it's very easy for them to put a little buffer in. Some of us, it's going to be a bigger struggle. Yeah. The second one is the opposite to having your gas tank so full that you can't be available. And what I mean by that is there's a, the illustration of it is the little kid went on vacation with his family and they started playing a game of what license plates can you identify? And he got 48 states and he needed two more and they went and they landed at, you know, Yellowstone park. And instead of looking at the beautiful Yellowstone park, he's running through the <laughs> parking lot trying to find the last two license plates. Right. <laughs> And so <laughs> I have been the guy who had the big meeting the next day and or the big sermon I had to preach the next day, and I'm sitting at the dinner table, I'm with guests, and yeah. I'm not there. Not because I don't have anything in the tank, but my tank's so full of something else mm. that I don't have room for you. Ever experienced that? Yeah, yeah, often, right? Or, you know, the mind is churning, and you're trying to fill the gap, thinking of yeah. you know your separate minds, right? There's yeah. two other things going on in your head, and you're trying to fill up. And you're and you're right in the middle of a conversation with someone, and you, this happened to me just in the last week. I thought I don't even know what they're talking about. Right. <laughs> but I nodded yeah. my head appropriately. Someone's mouth is moving, but I'm mm-hmm. in the other I room. Seriously, don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. That's the worst. And sadly, they're talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that I think can be a real, that can be a real problem. So how do you deal with that? Well, I think that I call it on ramps and off ramps. When I was, uh, when I was pastoring in, in, in Oakland, I lived in Squirrel Hill and I finally was able to deal with that tendency by, um, riding my bike to and from work. Mm-hmm. And I found that if I, the, the four miles from my office to my home, riding through Shenley and sweating and getting all that energy out allowed me to almost do a reset. Mm -hmm. And I think that could be a helpful tip for those of us that get so full of something that um, we can't be present when we're with folks. Now that's not, that's again, one of those things you have to be intentional about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I think often Jay, you know, of, of people who have been married a long time, Right, you you see this, and this probably you know, where older couples will just sit. Mm. No one's talking, no one's mm-hmm. watching anything, no one's reading anything, and I remember that first time I, I saw my parents, and I thought, that looks so sad. Uh, what what? Why are they doing that? They clearly there's a problem in the relationship. Well, there wasn't a problem in the relationship. They were just there in each other's presence. And to me, when I see that now, when I activate that, that's golden. I mean, that's just fabulous. Yeah, that's incredible, John. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, you know, you're, you know, you've got a safe relationship when you don't have to fill the time <laughs> yeah. or energy with anything. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, those are the old guys. Uh, the new guy on the block is this uh, is this distraction that we have the phone and. You know, believe it or not, the solution's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. Turn it off. If you're, if you're, yeah, don't bring it with you to the dinner party. We had we had friends over um, last Friday, and neither of them brought phones in. Their kids didn't have any of their devices. And I know my friend; he's he's a he's a pastor, and he's real intentional. And 
I didn't say anything to him, but I was grateful that he mm. made sure his family came and nobody had their devices with them. That's and we had a beautiful time. I bet. Know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you see this. Don't, I mean, don't, don't you feel tethered? Have you ever left the house to go to the oh. gas station or something? You feel anxious because you left your phone? Yes. It's a panic. We can't, even get, we can't even go to the, I can't even go to the giant eagle without my uh, phone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have an anxiety attack. Jay, I'm here in the studio. If my phone's, you know, in my office and I'm here in the studio, I feel incomplete. Yeah. That's. You think you think I would be enough to complete him here in the studio? No, it's horrible. Jay, but it's not. really it's horrible. It's a horrible. But and I'm sure I'm not alone, right? I mean, that thing, you know, you hear, you complete me. Thank you, iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it's sick. It's it a sickness. Sick. Oh, it is sick. Oh, yeah. Gosh. All right, Jay. Well, because it's so Go powerful. Yes. Because it's so powerful. When somebody, when my friend comes over and leaves it in his car. It makes me feel very special. You're honored, yeah, right? That's a good point. I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Great then do you then are, is this something that you say I'm going to flex this muscle now on a regular basis? I'm going to look for the margins. I'm going to enforce the margins in my own life? Yeah, I think we have to be intentional otherwise we're going to be, you know, Consumed. lost and not available or we're going to be highly distracted or we're just not going to be uh, don't you want to have those beautiful moments where you're sitting on the lawn with somebody yep. and you're, ha- you're laughing and you're with them and you feel rich mm-hmm. and full yeah i want that i don't want this i went somewhere and everybody was on their phone and it makes me feel sick when i see i i was eating dinner with my wife and a, a group was we were looking over the balcony. Of course, we were all judgmental about those are those people. And I was like, yeah, right, right. But, but I wonder, will we reach you know sort of a societal you maximum know, saturation? Point? Yeah, where you kind of everyone's sick yeah. of it because we've been doing it all of our lives. I think people are very sick of it. The, and, and you know who's the most sick of it? The younger people, the the twenty year old who's Uh-oh. done. They're like, I'm going analog. I'm sick of this. Yeah. I think there's a saturation. I hope there is. Let's hope so. Yeah, yeah Christy, yeah. our producer, yeah. uh, went on uh, vacation. And Christy, did you look at your phone for the week? What was your What was your fast from phone? Um, I didn't look at social media for no social a week. Media. Yeah. Okay. Right. yeah, yeah. And what was that like yeah. for you? That's great. It was It was lovely. Why? Because um, I didn't have to worry about anything or uh, like seeing people's stuff. I didn't have to worry. About, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What, so you felt like you were relieved of a responsibility? Yeah, because sometimes you see stuff on, you know, people like post on your, not like they're just posting and you're like, oh, I should reach out to them because of what they posted. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even any of my business. They're just posting. So I didn't have to take that on. Yeah. Take it on. Okay. So that's really interesting. So Jay, what about you? I often wonder about this. You know, Sunday morning, you are in the pulpit. When you look down at, you know, the assembled and you see people on the phones instead of, you know, mm-hmm. focusing. Does that hack you off? Well, you know, the thing about being a public speaker and a public figure is that you have to realize, you know, the reason why I'm not nervous talking in front of people, because I know people really aren't concerned about what <laughs> <laughs> Some guy's up there moving his lips. You know, I know I got to work for my money, right? Yeah. So, like, hey, yeah. if... if if I don't keep my bits to six minutes or I don't have a great introduction, if I'm not theologically deep and rich, it makes me work hard. But yeah, if somebody's, you know, on TikTok or something, <laughs> I'm like, I, 
the wonderful thing, I had a lady, I was preaching, she was bobbing her head up and down. I was like, oh, and I, she got me going, and she was encouraging me. I was, in, I was waiting for an amen from her. And then she came up to the communion rail, and I realized that she had a, she had maybe it was Lou Gehrig's or she had disease. Her head was bobbing up and down. She couldn't help it. I thought, well, you know, at least it got me going. You know? right, <laughs> at least right. I had a momentary bit of encouragement. Uh-huh, yeah, because you, <laughs> the body's the key, right? People are engaging. You know if people are with you or not, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it does if you're your pastor in this day and age, it's to make it's gonna make you work harder to to have some good content for people. They you know, everybody works hard all week and they're tired and they deserve a good word. But yeah, you it, whether it's uh, five people um at you know, Fridays at Frick or it's five hundred people in a congregation, uh, it feels very alienating when people are stuck to a device or they're floating off in space and they're not with you. Yeah. We want to be connected because we want to be heard and we want to be validated and, you know, people are precious. So let's pay attention to each other. Yeah. I mean, in an era where, you know, people are so hungry for community, to be seen is such a a Mm. great gift. To be seen. Absolutely. To be seen and to be heard and to be responded to. Yeah, it's wonderful. Mm. Fabulous. And hopefully that's what vacations are going to look like in the next weeks is the most traveled travel time of the year people are going to be on the beach so boy that'd be nice bring it that's the reverend jay slocum jay thanks for being with us today my friend really good thanks johnny kathy our pleasure the gift of presence in our lives huh yeah thanks a lot jay pastor jay slocum yeah everybody wants that everybody wants to be heard and seen but man that phone gets in the way because it does complete us coming up next does this make sense Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI Certified Installation Contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right? Call doing it right. 
When you're in college, sleep is important, but thanks to your studies and busy schedule, you might not be getting as much rest as you need. That old mattress you've had since you were a kid, though, it's just not cutting it. Upgrade your sleep experience with a locally made, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. We offer a variety of mattresses, including twin extra long, to suit every comfort preference and to fit every budget. And we deliver right to you. Visit an OMF store near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Listen on your smart speaker at WordFM.com, the WordFM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hi, Mom. I'm heading out with the kids for seasonal flu vaccines. But you're so healthy. That might not protect us. We know someone whose healthy nephew died last year from the flu. That's awful. I get my vaccine every year. It makes sense for all of you, too. Seasonal influenza is a serious and sometimes deadly disease. Health officials recommend vaccination for all children 6 months through 18 years. Get fluent. Learn the flu facts. Visit preventchildhoodinfluenza.org. Partly cloudy skies expected this evening and into tonight with lows dropping down to 65 degrees. And then we'll see increasing cloudiness throughout the day tomorrow, leading to some thunderstorms in the afternoon, a high of 76. As we go into Thursday, we'll start off cloudy. Can't rule out another shower and thunderstorm in the afternoon as our high reaches 81 degrees. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm staff meteorologist Jeff Nordine. Makes sense. Does what make sense? A key. An actual key. Not your little fob car mm-hmm. beeper. Your credit card thing that Exactly. Or your like the little pass key that's gonna get you yeah, into your hotel yeah. room. Well I like keys. Remember when you were a kid and you got your first key? Right, like the your here's the house key. It felt like you were an adult if you had a key. It was like a pass, a, a new level of responsibility. And then you see like those crazy nuts with like 800 keys on a massive key ring. You think that guy's got a lot going on, man. That's a lot of responsibility. So I like a key. Put it in. You feel the clink of it all, the metal. Yeah. Plus, you know, now all the different colors. Well, uh, maybe a key will disappear. I'm afraid. That's why I'm bringing it up. I feel like we're right on the verge of keys. A keyless society. Exactly. Yes, keys make perfect sense. Thank you. I believe they do as well, John. Hey, excellent. What's more interesting or question-inducing than an old-fashioned key? Mm. You know, what with like a big hole at the end. How about the skeleton key? Exactly. My grand, you know. Isn't that great? Don't you love that? Here, you can have this key. What? I can have the skeleton key? I mean, I... Mm. Yep. I keys make all mm-hmm. the sense. All right, does this make sense? Corn on the cob holders. <laughs> this little yellow thing. Now, when we were growing up, mm-hmm. we you know, all nine of us around the dinner table, we had a zillion corn on the cob holders. You know, they just made sense. You okay. probably when I got married, I brought that up to my wife. She scoffed at me. Yeah. Like, she's like, I'm from the Midwest. We don't use corn in the cob holders. And to this day, when we have corn in the cob at home, yeah, I still miss it. Do like, you? You want the little yellow, little I wanna, handles. I want to go out and like buy my own set, 
But I'm afraid it might have marital discord written think, all over it. I think it might. But I like it. It keeps your hands, your fingertips cool while you're doing the But court. it's one other thing to wash. <laughs> you know it's getting butter on salt all over it. But there's something that's polite about it. I like I it. I think there's something a little low rent about it. Low rent? Yeah, I do think. <laughs> I do. What? So I do. your buttery, stinky a fingers little a little there's less a little low rent? Bit of like, it's not low rent. It's like something that comes on at two in the morning what? when you're watching cable TV and you're like, I don't know. That's I'm like, shocked. who's buying that? So you don't have corn in the cup holders no. in your house either? No. Really? No. They make perfect sense no, to me. No, I don't think they do, John. Huh. I want to leave that behind. I'll use keys instead. <laughs> Just jam them in there. I'll make but them the work. Only you can do with your keys. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Our little brother says the word dodo word 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? (laughs) You started it. Okay. So, here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman. Which means... We can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So, don't be a... And we're done. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a lesson number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. The most beautiful things in life start small from a single seed. At Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse, with the aid of warm sun, fertile soil, and expert hands, those seeds blossom into gardens of fresh produce, delicious wines, and beautiful landscapes. Here at Bedner's Thriving Family Farm and Garden Center, you'll find everything you need to inspire your own homegrown happiness. Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse in McDonald, making the world beautiful since 1917. At Bedner'sGreenhouse.com. Elon Musk. 
the richest person in the world with an estimated fortune of $240 billion. According to the Wall Street Journal, it has engaged in a brief affair. It happened last fall with the wife of Sergey Brin, prompting the Google co-founder to file for divorce earlier this year, ending the tech billionaire's long friendship, according to people familiar with the matter. Now, I'm not bringing this up to be gossipy. This is actually going to take us to a place of, I think, asking kind of an important question. Um, But the Wall Street Journal talked about the friendship of these two men. They've been friends for a long time. Obviously, Elon Musk has achieved a level of notoriety uh, being the founder and CEO of Tesla, also SpaceX, trying to buy Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, He also is the one who started PayPal. Um, Sergey Brin co-founded Google. Okay, so these are people of incredible uh, intellectual heft. Yes. And yeah. a lot of type A tendencies. And by association now, because of that intellectual heft and early adapters, gigantic wealth. Yes. Massive wealth. So now their friendship has fallen on hard times, and that's a string of personal issues that Elon Musk has faced as he's trying to you know, deal with the business challenges, the manufacturing disruptions that are going on at Tesla, all of the lawsuits that are happening with his, you know, uh, uh, apparent desire to purchase to, uh, to purchase Twitter until that deal fell apart. Um, anyway, um, so Bryn and Musk are among the world's most famous men. Uh, Elon Musk said for years that he regularly crashed at Sergey Bryn's house in Silicon Valley. Um, Sergey Bryn provided Elon Musk with about $500,000 for Tesla during the 2008 financial crisis when the company was struggling to increase production. Then, fast forward to 2015, Elon Musk gave Sergey Bryn one of Tesla's first all-electric SUVs. But in recent months... Tension has been all over the place because uh, Mr. Brin has ordered his financial advisors to sell all his personal investments in Mr. Musk's companies because of this uh, issue with his wife. Um, Sergey Brin, as I said, has filed for divorce. His wife's name is Nicole Shanahan. Um, He says that there are irreconcilable differences, um, but people familiar with the matter, and this is from the Wall Street Journal, say that the irreconcilable difference is that Nicole Shanahan and Elon Musk had an alleged liaison in early December. Now, uh, Elon Musk also separated from his longtime on-again, off-again a girlfriend, Grimes. Uh, it was also revealed a couple of months ago that he has fathered uh, children with two different women uh, within the last year. And he has 10 children, Mr. Musk does, to I don't know how many uh, different women. Uh, so I brought this up. I read this whole story and I was talking to my 20-year-old daughter about it. And I said, hey, I just want you to know, just like hear the story and know that money doesn't solve your problems because they have the same problems all the rest of us do. And she said, Mom, I don't know a single person who has those kind of problems. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, I guess I hadn't looked at it that way, but that might be a more accurate way to look at it. Does your level of income increase your number of issues? Does being wealthy make you weird? Well... <clears throat> That's the question you're asking? Does That's being wealthy I'm make asking. you weird? Well, does the lack of money make you weird? Okay, sure. Also a viable question. Right? I mean, money can do wonderful things. It can also be a tool of self-destruction as well. 
It all depends upon your attitude with it, how you were raised with it or not, your introduction to it, how you see it. The love of money, of course. The root of all evil. Yes. I believe that if you, like someone like Elon Musk, he was not born into wealth. No, he wasn't. And his mother, who I've read several interviews with, is a fascinating person, was extremely particular about how her kids were raised. Mm -hmm. She and her twin sister raised their kids together. So Elon Musk and his siblings grew up with his cousins. And I don't. One of them was divorced. One of them wasn't. I think Elon Musk's parents were divorced. I don't know. The other couple was not divorced. So, but all the kids grew up together, and they were never allowed to um, during you know daytime hours. They were never allowed to watch television. They could be out and about. They didn't have to report in. I don't know after what age, but pretty young age. Yeah. They did not have to report in what they were doing. Just go. But. Her requirement was that they had to be doing something of value and each one of them, I think by the time they were eight years old, had to be running, doing something that brought in money. That's cool. They had to be owning and running their, what she called their own enterprise. Yeah. So she taught them responsibility. She did. It wasn't about the cash. No, it really wasn't. It was the fact that their brains had to be always engaged Active. and they had to be finding ways to mm-hmm. make money. Not because they really needed money. But they were problem solvers. But, but she wanted them. She thought that that was an important you know, way of thinking. Yeah. I think that's really smart. That's a very wise woman. No, look, we know many wonderful people who are very, very wealthy who do wonderful things with their money. And I would not say that any of those people are weird. I just think, you know, we live in a society today that is so money-infused that people judge you by your zip code, right? Um, That kind of money. So Elon Musk, not growing up with money. Anybody who is assuming billions and billions of dollars, it's got to make you you weird. Because everybody wants something from you. All right. Now look at Hollywood. People are baking in money. There millions of dollars. Uh, when the pandemic started, you know, the first inclination was let's have a bunch of celebrities come on uh, social media and sing Imagine together. Okay, now that's not helpful. Yeah, right? so I don't have a problem. With oh, it. see, no, oh, I can't stand no, wait, that no, stuff. So I, don't I can't problem. stand that. That's just weird. No, who, who, who thinks that that's helping anybody? Well, that's uh, that's neither here nor there to me. I mean, I, the, the creatives. The creators in Hollywood, I, I have, I like that because they're taking something, you know, that's like pixie dust. Okay, so you're saying that they would choose to do that because they're creative, not because they're wealthy. Yes. Okay. Without a doubt. I mean, I think it, the, the money gives you an opportunity to invent, to play. It gives you freedom. It, I would think, well, you know, in a, in a perfect world, it would strip away you and I and everybody who's listening the day to day grind. The worry, the fear, all that thing. I think, you know, that's the great gift of of people who have some money. Of course, you always want more probably is what they say. But to have no worry about your mortgage and your bills and your children's education and health care and all that. To breathe that sigh of relief. (laughs) I mean, that's a wonderful gift. So you don't think that makes you weird? No, I think it gets weird whenever you love money so much and you're willing to do anything for more, more, more. And and things replace everything else. Mm-hmm. 
that the quest for home and car and, you know, look at, I mean, look at the the police blotter. People do crazy things to have my, I just read a thing in today's paper. Yeah, but any crazier thing than what I just read you between Sergey Brin and yeah. Elon Musk? I'm sure that, what, you think infidelity is defined by the only the wealthy? Not at all. No, I don't think it's defined by only the wealthy. But I do think that the intricacies of their relationship, the amount of cash that was brought back and forth, and the amount of children that have resulted is still outside the you know, the frame of reference for it's most people. It's a bit of an oddity. I'll give you that. But the human heart is so dark. And I... I it, I don't think it would matter if you were, you know, someone in the Dust Bowl or you were at the top of a penthouse in New York City. It's- I think that money gives you the potential of being weird. I do. I feel like so you and I have traveled to a bunch of places where people don't have anything. Anything. Nothing. Literally nothing. They can't find a roof. If they found a roof to put over their makeshift house, it's oh. leaking. It's made up something in three pieces right, and right. duct taped together. I mean, if, you know, seriously, yeah, I get that what you're saying. So I'm just saying, in comparison to that, I do think that if you asked them, they might look at us and say, "Why are that that we're weird because of it?" I think maybe you we have a tendency to look at people who have more than us and think that it's corrupted them. Without ever thinking that the money we have has corrupted us. Oh, it's certainly. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, those people that we see, the poorest of the poor, they're still very much like us. Yeah. I mean. And I'm not trying to laud that their. Their poverty. Their poverty. I'm not trying of... to do that. I'm just I'm just trying to trying to get outside myself and say, well, I, you know, I look at this circumstance and I say, well, this is, you know, this is a lot of oddity here between these two men. And then I wonder if the, if the people that I've met would look at me and think that there's a lot of, of course, oddity in what I'm doing. Without a doubt. I mean, the people that we see, I mean, not to be crude here, but this is the truth. If you're pooping in a field as a means of just, you, you know, your regular life, there's not a whole lot to lose. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. But all of a sudden, when you do have things to lose, you start acting differently, well, thinking differently. If someone's mind. pooping in a gold toilet, then that makes, you know, it raises the level of your status. You tend to think differently of yourself, better of yourself. It's dangerous. That's all I can say. Well, here's the good news. You and I and most of our listeners will never have that worry. <laughs> right? And that's we, a blessing. But I think we do. I think we're. I think we should. We're always. Wait, wait. I think that's always a danger. Is that, is that we're taken captive by what we have? Tonight is the lottery. Have yeah, you seen this? Right. What is it? The, the mega, mega thing. It's like I don't know how much. It's, uh, a kajillion hundreds dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. That's going to change someone yeah, forever. For the worse. Probably not for the better. Not because for the maybe the initial thesis is right. Being wealthy makes you weird. <laughs> I'm not so sure about I that. I don't, no. we, I don't think we've solved I think this, rich, but I think poor, we're okay. all weird. All right. We are just weird people. Our creation, the further we stray, right, from the divine, the Speaking weirder of, we get. Celebrity birthdays coming up next. <laughs> Your spouse has said your marriage is over and they're ready to walk out the door. 
So where does that leave you? Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Bean. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed, sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you, walked out on you, or your wife has left you, and you think, oh, well, this is it now. It's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. So sign up today. Visit lovestories.com for the free Save My Marriage mini course happening now on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Check out lovestories.com. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. A beautiful day here at All About Golf in Butler, where 14-year-old Jimmy and his dad are on the executive nine-hole course. He's been practicing all year at All About Golf's driving range, featuring top tracer technology. Is that a Ping G425 driver, Dad? just pulled out of their ping hoofer golf bag <laughs> yes and jimmy's set of new hybrids was chosen with the help of all about golf's ping certified club fitter at the pro shop that's up and down for par at all about golf in butler practice learn play at allaboutgolf.com at century three chevrolet they know your time is valuable instead of walking dealer lots or spending hours searching online custom order your new chevrolet at century3chevy.com Find new roads and the vehicle you want at Century 3 Chevrolet. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Celebrity birthdays, John. Mm. I mean, we get excited when these come up, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually, I, I'm um, discriminating. In, in choosing which ones I decide to bring up on the show. Because of my, my bandwidth. So, well, well, not just that, but, you know, the ones that I think, you know, would be interesting to most people. Okay. Uh, and I do, uh, there are two today that I do think are interesting. Um, let's start here. Sandra Bullock. Oh, Sandra Bullock. I like Sandra Bullock. Yeah. You know what? I like her, the, too. The blind side? Yep. It, it, she kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Like she, she was done wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's kind of funny you feel the same way. I feel like people have a soft spot for yeah, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I really like right? her. I listened to a, a podcast interview with her, yeah. and after it was over, I thought, you know. She's a good person. I like her. Yeah. You know, she's the daughter of an opera star. I did not know that. Yes. Really? Her mother. Really? 
Her mother's an opera star uh, in, nope. Ger- in Germany. She grew what? up in Germany. That's so cool. Did you know she grew up in Germany? No, I did not know that. Her father was a voice coach. What? Her father was her mother's voice coach. Fascinating. Today's her birthday. Mm-hmm. How old do you think she is? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, you know, she came to fame sort of late uh, with that crazy Keanu Reeves. Reeves Keanu Reeves? And, uh, Speed? Uh, yeah, the bus movie. I love right? that. Um, I like Speed. Uh, I like that's that. a crazy movie. Uh, I would say she's 57. 58. Hey, nice job. Pretty good. Excellent. Mick Jagger. <laughs> I love Mick Jagger. Mick was here in Pittsburgh not yeah. too long ago at Phipps hanging out when he okay. and the Stones came. Uh, Mick Jagger. By all accounts, he should be 190. Okay. But he is still strutting on stage like the crazy man. He's, uh, is he 80? 79. Hey, good. Happy birthday, good Sandra John. Bullock and Mick Jagger. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. Americans of modest means are hurting because of our economy. Between November 2020 and November 2020. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.